welcome to the Jane of All Trades podcast, a little show about a lot of different things. I'm your host, Felicia York, and today I share with you a conversation that I had with my friend Brandy Sager. Brandy is from a small town in Montana, but we met back in 2010 in New York City while we were both beauty advisors for Benefit Cosmetics. Today, Brandy is the art director for Effusion Gallery in Key West, Florida. So as you can see, she's had quite a journey, and we were able to talk about it from top to bottom and parse out some of the life lessons that she's learned along the way. Take a listen. So you grew up in, is it Kalispell or Kalispell? I, I, I did. I grew up in Kalispell, not Cowsbell, Montana, which okay. is right, yeah, northwest Montana up in the mountains in a it's very beautiful, beautiful valley there. It's gorgeous there. It's gorgeous. If you like a small town, it's, it's a cool place. So what was that like, though? Like, it was Because when I think of my childhood, it was growing up in a very different setting in the concrete jungle of Brooklyn, New York. So... Montana is probably the complete opposite of that. Yeah. It is definitely. I mean, I'm familiar, obviously, with New York. I was there for a few years, mm-hmm. um, you know, when we met. But in Mon- growing up in, in a rural area in Montana, it's like you're walking past, like, cow pastures to get to school. Um, you know, there's a lot of freedom and liberty that you have as a kid just because there's, you know, you don't have to, you're not worried about literally anything. It just is, it's very freeing in many ways, but at the same time, it's just like the the aspirations of the people that you, you know, the culturally aspirations are, are quite, you know, small. It's just to have a family, get a, buy a house, uh, you know, that's, that's what it is there, and that's beautiful. That's that's for everybody. It just it, for many people that just isn't for me. Um, so I I had to escape. But it was a really it was a really lovely upbringing, and uh, you know my parents are kind of hippy dippy, and my mom was super artsy, and and we just really had a lot of a lot of freedom to, to do what we wanted to do whenever we wanted to do it. So that's, that's my life mindset now. It's like, what do you mean I can't do anything <laughs> that, I, that I want to do? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when you were growing up, what did you see yourself doing as an adult? I, um, I actually was, uh, I never was able to figure that out. Um, I honestly, when I was young, I think I wanted to like be a veterinarian. Um, but I never, you know, I never had that, that original like goal. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be this. I I was a a little bit unsure of what was, what was out there for me. And, you know, like I said, my mom was an artist, so creative creativity and, you know, doing like the, the, art fairs and things like that. That was all part of my life, but I never found 
uh, my own specific creative passion. Like I, I, I never was a painter. I never was a sculptor, you know, so, and so it, that I always thought it would be in the, in a creative world, but I, I didn't understand the scope of what things could be. So I really did a lot of searching for a long time as a, you know, young adult and, and going through phases to, to get where I, where I am today and what I'm doing today. So. Yeah. And I think a yeah. lot of times that's just, that's many people. I think there are very few people who are young or like a little kid and they're just like, I'm going to be a doctor. And then they actually go along the path to become right. a doctor. I mean, yeah. obviously we're grateful for that, but that's not everyone's uh, story. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's not most people's story. Very few people know what they're going to be from a young age. I think a lot of times it finds you. Mm-hmm. As you as you grow and and experience the world and really like discover discover what's out there, so that's me. But did you? Right? I think so. <laughs> Many people don't, but I think so. I think um, I I don't want to get on my soapbox, but like I feel like if we did not live in such a capitalist society, it would allow us to find our path more organically than having the force, um, you know, a square peg in a round hole. I I agree with that, you know, and it does seem like a lot of times you're supposed to pick something and then you're just supposed to stick to it. And I don't, you know, and I'm not saying that you should give up on things if something gets hard, but if like, if it, if it doesn't feel right, you have to be in touch with yourself in order to know when to say, hey, this isn't working for me and I need to just see what else is, what else is out there. Am I remembering right? You owned a bar in Montana? No. Uh, in okay. Montana, I um, owned a coffee shop. It was a coffee shop and bookstore. Oh. Um, okay. We did like fresh salads and soups and sandwiches. Um, and that was my first, you know, I was, I was in my early twenties and that was my first real career before that. It had always just been, you know, you work for someone, you do whatever. And it was interesting because I, I ended up buying an existing business, this, this, uh, coffee shop from my boss. So I had already been managing it for him and he wanted to sell it. And I just took the opportunity and, and, uh, you know, I was already doing all of the things anyway, so I was really blessed to have that kind of come to me the way that it did. Um, yeah. Hmm. So that was That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, I mean, I was, a, I was, in hindsight, looking back, I was not ready to, mm. you know, to, to have something of that, that scale at that age, but, at the same time, looking back, I'm so impressed with, you know, the way that I was able to just really, like, make it work, and, and it, it did prosper, and, you know, everything was, it, it it really went very well. So, that was my first foray into entrepreneurship, and, and uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was an amazing time, so... 
It was a beautiful coffee shop, too. All brick walls and, like, pressed tin ceiling. Mm. Yes. I'm loving it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So beautiful. (laughs) So after you didn't stay in Montana, you actually um, left to go to, what was it, St. Thomas? St. John. St. John. U.S. Yeah, USBI, St. John. <sighs> okay. I was racking my brain for that. I was like, I know it was a saint. It I'm was sorry. One of, the <laughs> <laughs> one of the saints in the Virgin Islands there, yeah. Yeah. So how yeah. did that happen? Um, I, uh, at the same time that I, you know, invested in this coffee shop and was doing that, I had also gotten married. And uh, it's a small town, and I went through a divorce, and I needed to escape my small town. You know, that was the moment. I was like, if this isn't going to be our life, Brandy, then we need to figure out what our new life is going to be. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm not a do small things kind of a person. Um, and a friend of a friend uh lived on St. John. It wasn't anybody that I personally knew, but, you know, when you're from a small town and you're going to another small place, you just trust people. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got me a job and they got me a, an apartment and I had never been there, but it was exotic and far away and in, in the adventure. And so I let them set these things up for me and, you know, uh, I just got on a plane and and went. <laughs> oh wow! And, yeah, with a with a suitcase, and uh, you know, just what you know, what's the worst that could happen? That I have to come home? Okay, um, right. but that did not happen, and and that's what that's what got me there. It was just a chain of events, and my willingness to to see to see what it could be. It you know I I did land in St Thomas and I was uh, in their truck and we we really we actually ended up driving kind of through like a a poor neighborhood on St Thomas and at the immediately I was like I'm not sure if I made the right choice <laughs> but then mm-hmm. we went around a curve and it was all the ocean and the beach and you could see the other islands and. And that was it. It just was 15 minutes of of me second-guessing myself. And then after that point, I was in it. And I was there, and I was committed and happy to be there. And and it was amazing. It was an amazing experience. Really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. If you don't mind, how old were you when you um, left to St. Thomas? I St. John. St. St. John. St. John. It was St. John. It's okay. I was uh, 26. I believe okay. I was 26. Yeah. That sounds right. It's okay. my years are a little messed up, but I'm pretty sure I was I was 26. So I just uh, you know I had had the coffee shop for a few years, went through a divorce, sold the coffee shop. I had started bartending locally and planning my escape, and it took about a year. And then I ended up there. So 26. Okay. I mean, that's yeah. a good age where you kind of, you understand how, how adulthood works for the most yeah. part. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, but you're still unencumbered enough, relatively unencumbered enough to make decisions like that. So that's great. Yeah, to take those leaps. I couldn't, I mean, I suppose technically I could do it now, but I wouldn't, you know. It's just mm-hmm. not the same. But it was definitely, you have to do these kinds of things in your 20s. You have to experience the world in the ways that you're curious about and and see what it is and, you know, get the ball mm-hmm. rolling like that. Don't you think? I wholeheartedly agree because I was just thinking about my move to Seattle that happened yeah. at 28. Uh-huh. And it was like, I don't think I could make a move like that now at 34. Right. That's so scary. scary. <laughs> it feels, it as you get older, it feels more um, reckless. You know, mm. if, if it's just a, like, we're just going to drop everything and try something completely brand new. As you get older, and maybe, you know, I'll hit a age in the future where it doesn't feel reckless again, but you know, definitely for my 30s, it, it, there's a, a reckless quality to just dropping everything and, and going. And, I mean, admittedly, I've done it like three or four times in my life, right. in my adult life. So it wasn't just St. John. It's, it's a, <laughs> a lot of seemingly reckless moves, which have all been great and panned out really well for me. So yeah. No, right. I understand what you mean because you know I've moved every year for the past five years, so <laughs> I understand what you mean. But I just feel like it's happiness is something that you have to pursue. So if you're not happy where you are, you gotta make that move. You have to figure out what is wrong and how you can change it. You have to. You're right. Pursuit of happiness. That's yeah. That's what it is. You went from a mountain small town to, like, a tropical island small town. Uh, Were there any major differences besides location? Yeah. I mean, every everything was different. I was a minority. I mean, the Virgin Islands, the the natives, the West Indians are there. They're the the main population. Mm -hmm. Um. So I was a minority. That was my first time experiencing that. And, you know, they're they're lovely, beautiful people, lovely, wonderful, welcome, opening people. And there's so many things. It was the first time that I lived on my own. You know, I just, like, I didn't have anyone to um, fall back on. You know, I, I developed friendships that have just, like, stayed the test of time and, and uh everything, everything was different. The only thing that is similar was they're both small, small populations. But other than that, it just, it was like walking into a whole different world um, mm. that I was very unprepared for. Uh, but, you know, again, it was, you just had it to worked out. <laughs> Yeah, it worked out. It, it did, it really did. What was the main, I know there were probably a lot of lessons that you learned there, but what was the main thing that you kind of taken from your time in St. John um, that you've carried with you since? 
the the biggest thing that I hold on to to this day that I learned from being there was that you are free to be yourself as a person, um, and you just have to relax. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you know, it, in the the Northwest Midwest, you know, people are. It's a casual lifestyle, but I don't think that people know how to relax the way that people that live in the Caribbean do. And mm-hmm. that is, that is, that is it. It's just like nothing is that serious. You know, everything is handleable. Life is beautiful and you just have to be natural and relax and just live your life. And that's that's something that, again, I just, I hold on to. It's a core part of who I am now, and it's directly because of of my time in the Virgin Islands. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Relax? Are you serious? (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're you're Bahamian, aren't you? Don't you? I'm Bermudian. 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 Oh. I'm sorry. Bahamian Bermudian. I knew it was one of the, the beats. I know. But I think I deserve that because I kept saying St. Thomas. And I still want to say St. Thomas. <laughs> 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 when I get a thought in my head, it's just no turning back. But no, I feel like I'm super high strung. And that's because of just being a New Yorker and the inherently competitive nature that we have and I just no you have to achieve you have to be great you have to do something you know you're always hustling and yeah maybe if I spent more time in Bermuda you know what's crazy I keep thinking about it so you know my mom died when I was three and um my sisters are about 25 years older than me yeah, you're the baby baby. <laughs> the baby baby. So my sister uh-huh. said that um, she actually considered uh, adopting me after my mom died. And, I mean, you know, that I would have grown up in Bermuda, and that would have been just a completely different life. Yeah. I just think about that from time to time. Like, <laughs> you'd, be a, you'd be a different Felicia. I would, I would have a fancy accent. Yeah, Which you would. would. <laughs> that would be a good look for you, actually. Like, I could, I could see that working for you for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then when you were in St. John, what were you doing? You were selling jewelry. I, yeah, I had a few jobs. Um, I was selling jewelry. That was my main income. Um, I worked a little bit as a bartender and a host uh, at a couple of the local restaurants, and then I worked two days a week for an artist there in her studio, just, like, helping out around the place. Um, but it was primarily jewelry sales, and uh, it was cool. It was They were a local company, so, you know, you work direct. I like working small, I've decided. I'm not a, I'm not a corporation kind of a girl. You eventually made your way back to the States. Yes. Um, ending up in New Jersey. But having a job in New York where we met. That's right. My work wife. Benefit Cosmetics. I uh I wanted to I wanted to learn makeup. I wanted to do that and um 
I don't know. Some magazine when I so I mean I'm like really from from nowhere Montana, and I am not I was not familiar with a bunch of the makeup brands, um, mm-hmm. but at some point in my childhood. Uh, or in my teen years, whatever, I got a Benefit Cosmetic catalog. And I'm not sure how it came to me. I think I ordered it when I saw an ad in a magazine. And I bought a couple products, and that was like, you know, I just thought it was so cool. And mm-hmm. so when I went to, to Macy's and I applied at Macy's and I said I wanted to work in the cosmetics department, I honestly think the only reason that I got this job was because that they were hiring at Benefit, and I specifically said, because it was the brand that I knew the most about, mm-hmm. um, I said Benefit Cosmetics, and that's how I ended up there, you know, and I had a little bit of sales background from selling jewelry, um, but, you know, other than that, I really, I had no business uh, <laughs> calling myself a, a makeup artist. How did you right. end up at Benefit? Well, it was something called the recession happening. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was actually the end of the <laughs> and I had worked in uh, transportation, which is a long story. It's not go there, but um, I got laid off, and I said, you know, I always wanted to do makeup. I always wanted to be a makeup artist, and I ended up working at Clinique. And uh-huh. then I remember that. Well. And no, this is at a different store. Is that a little story? I probably told you the story. But yeah, yeah I. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, during the middle of the recession, I worked at Clinique and I was doing really well there and, um, it was surprising to me. And I was getting paid like peanuts. And someone told me, you know, if you work at Macy's, you get a commission. So I go and I apply, I get an uh, interview immediately, and it's just, it was just luck, I think, that Ophelia um, happened to be doing interviews that day, and I knew nothing about Benefit. I'd never heard of Benefit. I wanted to work at Mac. But Um, but Ophelia really liked my energy and she offered me the job on the spot and the rest is history, I guess. But yeah. Wow. The rest is history. But there, there was some cool years though at Macy's, right? I mean, working for, there was some fun, there was some fun years in there actually. It was. I don't know. Like, when we met, I don't know why we just clicked. We just did. I think it was day one, too. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was day one. Yeah. And I was just someone to have fun. Someone who's not taking things. And that it's funny because I say, you know, not taking things too seriously. And that's kind of how, like, professionalism will always be there, but you have to have fun with it. And you just were so willing to have fun with me. And that was, that's all that I need. I just need, you know, just have some fun with me, guys. Let's have a good time. We have to be here. I don't want to be miserable. Right. Like we're spending eight hours on our feet all day. We're getting rejected from a lot of people. (laughs) Facing a lot of weirdness, but let's let's have a good time with it. 
Yeah. I'll be happy. And I was. Mm-hmm. Good job there. I think they're close. They had to close, didn't they? Ugh. Uh, imagine. Yeah. I would hope so. I mean, I'm sure I mean, it's catastrophic. Like, I mean, I can't even imagine Macy's being closed. I like, know. The day after Hurricane Sandy hit, I was at work. Yeah. <laughs> right? And, oh, that's so weird. But, yeah, I'm sure. After New York slash New Jersey, you ended up in Miami. Miami. Yep. South Miami. Yeah. So how did that even happen? Sure. New York, New Jersey, um, basically. And the reason that we really like wanted to move was I wanted, I just needed to get out of the the cold and back into the warm. So um, I had never been to Miami. Um, My ex went to college there, but I just, you know, it was the lure of the sunshine and palm trees and, and the beach that just like said, go to Miami. So, um, we put all of our stuff in storage and, uh, you know, took a piece of luggage each and just got on a bus. And I think it was two days. Uh, we were two days on the bus and then we just showed up in Miami and we didn't have anywhere to live. And I actually, <sighs> we walked to Ocean Drive and we sat on our luggage because we didn't have anywhere to go and we weren't sure what to do. And we looked at the Versace mansion and watched all of the people walk around. And that was such a really great introduction to to Miami because I actually ended up working next door at the gallery there later. But... It took us about a month, and we lived in, like, temporary housing where you pay by the week. It was, like, a hotel room that you pay by the week. And um, we both – he had a job, uh, but I was looking, 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 and I, by chance, saw an ad on Indeed for a sales position at an art gallery, and it was just, like, such a dream, and it seemed so far-flung. Um, and I ended up actually going into the gallery before my interview – looking around and it was just like bright colors and spectacular and awesome. And I did not think I was going to get the job. I thought it was out of my league, but you know, it, it wasn't a, I did the interview and started right away. And within about a month, they promoted me into like a key holder position. And then shortly after that, it was, management and then they had me running both of the galleries there it all happened very very quickly so that is my going to miami story it was lovely (laughs) that's awesome obviously if you go to a new city and you don't have a place to live that's kind of scary but yeah but you know it's it if you have all of the elements to find a place to live it's it normally is never a problem to actually find a spot. And like I said, we didn't know that we were going to do this sort of weekly rental thing um, until we found a spot in part because I didn't know the neighborhood and I had no idea where I wanted to, what area I wanted to live. I didn't know where I was going to work and I didn't want to lock myself into any type of lease for a year with, with it being sight unseen and not knowing what my future was. So it's always a gamble, but it's actually at the end of the day kind of a a smarter 
way to do it when you're looking at, you know, long-term happiness and just like quality of life. So right. if that makes and, sense. Right. I mean, it, 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 it was, it was, the sh- it was the shadiest hotel, it, like weekly place. It was the shadiest. It was, it was, I, there was a point where someone, when we were there, um, tried to get into our little apartment suite thing and it was so scary, but it was not awesome. But the place that we ended up living, you know, it was, it was all right. It, you know, close to the beach and, and four blocks from work, four blocks to the beach, just kind of like perfection. So yeah. the gamble, it paid off. Started in my, well, you didn't start in Miami. <laughs> you were in Miami for a while and then you ended up in Georgia for a brief moment. And then you came back yeah. to Florida in the, in the Keys. That's correct. Yeah. I, before we moved to Georgia, our, our plan was to come to Key West. And it was a project, it was something that I had been talking to my boss about for approximately a year before that. I had come down into the Keys with a friend, you know, I would do it about every, every six months about approximately-ish. And uh, it was so peaceful and it reminded, it reminded me so much of St. John and I was just getting burnt out on Miami and, you know, all of the, all of the energy. I just like was looking for a slower pace and we just thought it would be a great place for a gallery. It was a project we were working on, but um, it just never seemed like it was uh, coming into fruition. And I was just getting burnt out on Miami and my ex at the time, he got a really amazing job offer as a, as a chef, as a personal chef. So that was in Georgia. And since Key West didn't seem like it was really coming through or it was kind of in a moment of being on hold, I went with him and, and went to Georgia so that he could take this uh, opportunity, this, uh, this, this job opportunity. So that got us to Georgia. Georgia is just not my place. I think I would have felt differently if we had done a better job of figuring out which neighborhood we wanted to live in. Everything is so spread out near Atlanta. It was like I commuted for an hour every day, and it wasn't that far out. It just is like traffic is just insane there. So it really, it was really just that. It was like I never found my community there. I never, you know, I didn't have that like neighborhood environment that I'm very attracted to. I had it in, I've had it in every other place that I lived, but there it was like, we lived way the fuck out. Pardon my French. Um, <laughs> I worked in the middle of Atlanta and what, it was just, it was a hot mess. So uh, anyway, that, that was an unnecessary story. Um, <laughs> within a, like within a couple of months of me getting to, Georgia and sort of settling in, my boss reached out to me and he was just like, okay, we really want to do Key West. And they, he got a business partner and they flew me to Key West and we walked around and we looked at all of the other businesses and we looked at the different buildings and we came up with some concepts and made some plans and, you know, just like really talked a lot and and it it was very very serious and by may so i think i was in georgia for five months 
total. But May 1st, I, again, got on a plane and put my dog in a backpack and one single piece of luggage, and I just made the move, and I, I arrived here. Gallery was open within four days, and the owner went back to Miami to run his other galleries there and manage those, and, and I've been here running this show ever since, and it's, it's amazing. So, yeah. It's been an awesome experience. Yeah. So what do you basically do now? Like, what does an art director do? That's your title, right? Art, art director? Yep. Yep. I'm, yeah. I'm the, the gallery director. So I oversee every aspect of the gallery here. I oversee the sales team, social media. I curate the gallery. I work directly with all of the artists. I find new artists. I do, you know, the the, the full visual and audio aesthetic, like the, the five sensory elements to the gallery I'm, I'm in control of. So it's the, you know, the, the, the sound of the music, the way things, the way that the gallery is displayed, the way that we showcase the art, the way that we sell the art. I also spearhead any special projects that we have. We do a a really great local show once a year. So any either you know, professional or aspiring artist once a year can submit their artwork to a showcase that we do. And you just have to live somewhere in the, the South Keys. And, you know, we put that on and it's a whole month-long thing. So I'm working on a solo exhibition with a a young woman here who's by day, a, what is it, a graphic designer. And she, this will be her first fine art showcase that's going to be I don't think that's going to be till November so I have a few more things up until then but that's sort of the gist of what my job is. I work with the artist train the sales staff, curate the gallery and you know work with the customers so kind of a jack of all trades thing or Jane of all trades Jane of all (laughs) trades Do you feel like I don't know if this is a weird question to ask but Okay. Do you feel? Do you feel like you're kind of in the middle of of becoming this person that you want to be, or do you feel like you have kind of realized who you are and your potential and and, and things like that? I would say that I am somewhere in the middle of that. I've come to a lot of realizations about who I am as you know a person in life. And, you know, in business, but I believe that those two things are very interwoven. But at the same time, I hope to always grow and always discover more about myself and my interests. And I hope that those things also evolve. And, you know, I'm I'm always, I'm just like chronically looking towards the future and, and what it could be. So... I'm really kind of somewhere in the middle. The 30s, I, I don't know if you feel the same way because, you know, you're, you just had a birthday. What was, yeah, a couple 34. months ago. Yeah, <clears throat> you're, but I'll tell you what, my, in recent years, I really, I just feel so comfortable and I feel like a, it, I've become so good at identifying what I like and what makes me happy and, you know, who I am. And I become very, very comfortable with all of those things. And very, like, I fuck, I just fucking love me. I really do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and 
I kick ass in my job and that's awesome. But I do, I want to, you know, I want to experience more and grow and, and continue the journey. I want to continue the journey all the way to the very, very end. So that's sort of my, you know, yeah. No, I've been, yeah. like, I've been really thinking about that. <laughs> you know, this weekend I took a lot of time and I really didn't talk to anybody and I was just really, like, asking the hard questions, like, what are you doing? <laughs> what yeah. are you doing with your life? You know, is this the path that you want to be on? Because, you know, like, with my day job, I could be at the same job forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. There will be no growth. There will be, you know, I'll get incremental pay raises or whatever and more paid time off, but I would be doing the same things that I'm doing today 10 years from now if I don't do anything egregious or whatever. Right. So it's like, okay, <clears throat> I feel like a lot of life is like that. Like, you can stay on the same path that you're going on and you won't have, nothing can change for you if you don't let it. And so it's just kind of like, oh, let's take stock of where we are. Do we like it? What can be changed? What do we want to happen? Exactly. Yeah. That's a very interesting question. And I was just like, okay, so where am I? Like, if this is the person I want to be in like five years, that means I'm in the middle. Or I could be in the beginning. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's not that... It, the the journey starts on day one, man. It doesn't start in the middle. Things are constantly coming up and other things are constantly dropping off, um, you know, and you don't know what could happen tomorrow. You don't know what tiny thing could happen tomorrow that just changes your the course of your life and what your interests are. And I know that some people can go to work every single day and, find comfort in that stability and they find they find joy in in that stability and surrounding themselves with people that are just there day after day and there's like a beautiful thing it's a very beautiful thing it's just not like my personal thing for me it's it's always just it was the the, the minute I got on the plane and I moved to St. John it was it was just a new world opened up for me, and and it was always like you just see, just see what see what else you can find, and not be crazy. But you know, you obviously there's some risk involved in doing that, but you can do it and be smart and and build something really amazing. So fucking take a chance. <laughs> got a little hippy dippy there which quite honestly is our final form i'd like to thank brandy once again for taking the time to speak with me we talked for about three hours and although i couldn't put all of that in today's episode look out for a bonus feature also you can check brandy out at effusion gallery eff u-s-i-o-n gallery on instagram and at effusiongallery.com And I have a question for you guys. What is your version of happy? Are you there yet? Or are you somewhere in the middle? Or do you feel like you're in the beginning of your journey? Leave me a comment on Instagram at Jane of All Trades Pod. Email me at 
Jane of all trades pod at gmail.com. And if you want to be featured on the show, you can slide in my DMs or send me an email. I look forward to hearing from you. But until next time. Thank mm-hmm. you.